It's insane what's going on in Washington, but we have some good news today. Um, I have some action steps for you today, uh, and uh, it's it's just going to be a it's going to be a good day. Going to be a good day on the uh, Radio Ranch. Hello, Stu. How are you, Glenn? How are you? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm not feeling real well. Uh, I mean, it's it's into my lungs now, and my oxygen level is down to about like 91 yes. percent. Uh, but I'm doing everything that I can and and uh, supposed to do. Well, but if, it's, if it's any this, consolation, this shall pass. If it's any consolation, you do look bad as well. Seconds. Thank you, no. thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking uh, just the opposite, but I thank no, you. I'm kidding. You actually look uh, better than yesterday and sound better, I think, than yesterday. So yeah, that's good. I feel it's weird. I feel better except everything in my lungs. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what do you need the lungs you know, for, though? It's you don't so really, right? And I've got two of them. Yeah, you listen to the to mainstream science; they'll tell you that you need your lungs. But what, where's yeah. the study that proves you that? Know, you know, I saw a study today that said smoking cannabis is actually good and will help fight COVID. And I'm like. Yeah, except it's a lung problem. That might that might be a, a real issue. Yeah, smoking doesn't right. sound like a great idea at this point for you. All right. some good news for you uh, about Washington State. I have some good news about people waking up. I have good news about the Great Reset. I have action steps for you to take today and those things include what do you do with your money and the economy? Today we're moving forward with the Great Reset. We begin in 60 seconds. Okay. Little secret here. I hate being in pain. I mean, I know that's a a shocker to uh, most people, but I mean, who doesn't love pain? Up until a few years ago, I was dealing with pain probably, what, four years now, Stu? Uh, And it got so bad, people at the studio were afraid that I was... I was at the end of my uh, career, and I thought I was as well. Yeah, they were also really sick uh, of hearing about it. That was another thing that was a side effect of that whole era. Tired of hearing about it all the time, all the time. You know, never really a, a break in 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 the storytelling about all the pain. Why you do were I feeling. employ you still? Why? Why? <laughs> why? I, don't, I don't know. With all the job I losses, I can't lose this one. I, I mean, I don't understand it. Uh, the supply anyway, chain problems. Factor. Thankfully, there's not enough producers in the supply chain. I know. Relief factor has uh, has saved me from pain and put me back right where I want to be. Please get out of pain. Try Relief Factor now. Try the three-week quick start. It's uh, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or you can call 800, the number four relief, the number four relief, 800, the number four relief, relieffactor.com. 
Okay, uh, just a couple of days ago, I was on uh, with Tucker Carlson, and I mentioned a meeting of the Washington State Board of Health that allegedly planned to discuss, and I'm going to quote, allowing local health officers to use law enforcement uh, to enforce emergency orders to involuntarily detain a person or persons, families, to be isolated in a quarantine facility following refusal to voluntarily comply with requests for medical examination, testing, treatment, counseling, and vaccination. So the next afternoon, this was, I think, yesterday, uh, the news website, uh, Mediate, uh, jumped on the story and fact-checked me. And in some ways, they got it right. But in other ways, it turns out that both Mediate and myself were missing the context. Uh, I shared that claim before having all of the information that I needed. Uh, I I broke one of my own rules, uh, and it was a mistake. I went and I looked it up, and I saw that it was uh, on a coming meeting, and it was on uh, record with the the, uh, State House. So I just assumed. But since the interview, my team has been seriously investigating what's going on in Washington State and the Board of Health and trying to get to the bottom of where the claim about involuntary quarantine facilities came from. This is really important if you're in Washington State or anywhere else. Here's the full story. Just last week, news began to circulate through the citizens of Washington State about a January 12th Washington State Board of Health meeting. Widely shared claim that the meeting that they would be uh, holding would propose giving local health officers the ability to use law enforcement to involuntarily detain citizens who refuse to comply with testing, treatment, and vaccinations. This rumor woke a beast in the state of Washington. Around 7,500 people signed up to speak at the meeting and voice their concerns. The Board of Health received so much unexpected attention that they quickly worked out to put the clarification on their plans. Uh, and it was called Clarifying Online Misinformation About January Self State Board of Health Public Meeting. In the memo, the Board of Health expressed that there would be no discussion of quarantine facilities or of adding the COVID vaccine to the list of vaccines required to attend public school in the state, blah, 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 blah. Um, the board did discuss adding COVID vaccine to the immunization requirements, but they said a final decision is still far off on that. This goes to the lack of credibility. No one believes our state officials. No one believes the state boards. Nobody believes in science and the medical experts and our governors and our, our law enforcement officials in Congress. This is a real problem. So it takes people to go and actually look at these things. We had our staff, one member of our staff, Michaela, she spent all day yesterday watching this um, uh, this hearing. As far as quarantine facilities go, the cat was already out of the bag and the concerned citizens in their attempt to learn about the new rule stumbled onto the fact that the rule they were most concerned about has been on the books since 2003. It's uh, the uh, Law Order 246-140, Procedures for Isolation or Quarantine. And here's what it says. At his or whole sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency uh, 
detention order causing a person or group of persons to immediately detain for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection three of this section may pertain superior court ex parte in order to take a person or group persons involuntary detention for purchase for purposes of isolation or quarantine. So the code is already there. The law is already there. You don't need to pass any more laws. You don't need to do anything. It's your local health official can say, you know what? We're going to do that. Now, the code says this can be done only after the health officer has requested voluntary compliance with, quote, requests for medical examination, testing, treatment, counseling, vaccination, decontamination of persons or animals, isolation, quarantine, and inspection and closure of facilities. So they can do this if they've already asked for all the things they've already asked. It says the quarantine can be carried out in private homes or other public or private premises. The law enforcement, according to the law in Washington, says that law enforcement is required to enforce this. Quote, an order issued by a local health officer in accordance with the chapter shall constitute the duly authorized application of lawful rules adopted by the State Board of Health and must be enforced by all police officers, sheriffs, constables, and other officers and employees of any political subdivisions within the jurisdiction of the health department. Okay? This has been on the books in Washington since the last SARS outbreak. This went on to the books in 2003, and nobody caught on to it until now. So the timing makes sense on this. They, somebody finds this on the books. They see that they're going to have a hearing. They're worried about quarantines because of what's happening all over in the uh, world. And uh, the people, the people freak out. They should, because there are places in the world, not here that we know of, uh, but in the world that are secretly setting up quarantine camps. There are people in our own country that would like to deprive people who are not playing by the, quote, rules and getting vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera, denying them health care, denying them entrance in any place. So a claim that the Board of Health completely refutes now they say we're not going to do this it seems that the fear arose from real facilities around the state such as the facility on byron avenue in my old hometown of bellingham the facility was open last april uh and it was open for people who can't self-quarantine for some reason or another the facility is completely voluntary uh and i understand why some washingtonians fear it you know, might start to resemble the facilities in places like Australia. Um, But when people started to see job postings for positions at these facilities, which do in fact exist, but as I said, facilities are completely voluntary as far as we know. If anyone knows differently, we welcome the information. But at the public meeting yesterday, they only allowed for 50 minutes of public comment. So naturally, they didn't get to the 7,500 people that signed up. The few that were able to speak to the board had their microphones muted after a minute and no board members ever directly responded to anyone. One citizen came forward full of passion, said, I feel the whole government and health department is lying about things and we deserve to know the truth. The general sentiment of the public was that their faith in public health has been completely shattered, something we have talked about on this program over and over again, and it's going to be 
Dr. Fauci, uh, our government, our government health officials, the NIAID, the NIH, all of these things have so damaged the credibility that if something really is important, no one's going to listen to them anymore. This is a very bad situation that needs critical care right now. So many people, including myself, upon hearing the claim in Washington state was considering involuntary quarantine facilities. We didn't see that as far fetched because so many things have happened. As it turns out, it is not far fetched at all. In fact, it is already on the books and has been there since 2003. So the rumor, the rumor is not true that they're trying to get this onto the books. The truth is, it is already on the books. So where did these things cross? Well, apparently on the docket, uh, the agenda for the meeting mentioned possible action regarding this code, which is this, the administrative code that has the rules for involuntary quarantine that I wrote you, uh, that I just uh, read to you. But it also includes a section related to other communicable diseases. Um, and these are things that they are working on now, how to handle HIV and AIDS. It's a totally different section of 246-100, but the majority of the people didn't know that, and that's where the confusion came from. Now, I would like to look at this as a blessing from heaven because it woke people up to rules that are already in place. There are emergency rules that have been written. We are under uh, Stu, can you look this up? How many emergency declarations does the federal government have currently running? We have things that have been running since the 1980s, and they won't cancel them because it allows emergency powers. All of those emergency powers need to be uh, sunsetted and taken out. In If you are in Washington state, you have good reason to be jumping uh, uh, about uh, involuntary internment. I, I lived for a while in a great town called Puyallup. At least it used to be. I don't know what it is now. But that was home of one of the internment camps for the Japanese. It is the only time I ever saw my grandfather cry. Uh, was a day that he told me about the Japanese family that was a really great family that lived in a farmhouse right down the street. We passed it. He said a wonderful Japanese uh, uh, family lived there for a while. And one day they were gone um, during the war and they never came back. And a tear rolled down his eye. And uh, I didn't even know what that meant as a kid. But that happened in Washington state. Now, they're saying the Board of Health has never done anything like that. Well, yeah, okay, sure. Well, people didn't build gas chambers either beforehand. And I'm not comparing this to that. I'm just saying you have to think the unthinkable. When people go crazy, people go crazy. When the world melts down, they will look to anything so they, it's, a, it's, a, it's a drowning victim. It's somebody who is in the water. They will pull you under to save themselves, even if that's not their intent. So the rules have never been implemented, as the board member reminded the audience. They don't need them. 
you in Washington state and every other state in the union, you need to start scouring your state laws and your emergency procedures and get these things off of the book. You know, all throughout the meeting yesterday, they said they would not be addressing forced quarantine. uh, And if not at this meeting, will they address it? They were frustrated with all of the public comment because they think we're stupid. We're not stupid. We have a right to know this is America. And with all of the things that have happened in this country and all of the things that are happening where they are treating us like the enemy and treating us like our masters, not people that work for us, We have every right to be concerned and we have every responsibility on our backs to make sure that the lines are never, ever crossed. I feel like we, I have to say, we have to respect each other, not let our anger control us. There were people that were warning the board that if they continue to violate the people's trust, they would create an uprising that they wouldn't believe, etc., etc. This is the battle of ideas, and you must remain calm. And as Lincoln said, let us have the faith that right makes might. And in that faith, let us to the end dare to do our duty as we understand it. Right really does make might. When you are on a righteous cause, there is not much that can hold it back unless you become unrighteous. Go into your state houses and get these things removed. Start working through the process right now. We need all of the local and state protections for our rights as possible. This is a clarion call. And I hope the final word on this from Washington State. All right, our sponsor this half hour, Blinds.com. Blinds.com makes major home renovation resolutions really easy. Um, Blinds.com is probably the easiest thing. We've, we've redone uh, our house. We're, uh, Stu, I got news. We're about two weeks away. Oh, really? Yeah, we're still, I mean, we still don't have everything. Light sockets are still hanging out of the wall and everything else. It's great, but they're two weeks away from that. Anyway, um, uh, the easiest thing that we have done was the window treatments, because all you have to do is call blinds.com and they will send somebody out to measure and do all of that. Or you can do it yourself with one of their guys on the phone. Um, We had uh, we had a woman who was a uh, interior designer and. Quite honestly, I thought, she's not going to get it. Uh, she was so spot on. She said it to me one, at one point. She said, I, I, I hear you. I get it. I know exactly what you're looking for. Uh, trust me. Let me just send you an, uh, a sample. Got off the phone with her, and I looked at my wife, and I said, no way. It's not, it's not even in the park. It was exactly what I was looking for. It is. Oh, my gosh. Do I sound? I sound like a. F- Anyway, I'm a fashion designer now, and I got exactly what I was looking for in my drapes and my curtains. Anyway, Blinds.com, they make it really super easy. Prices cut to 35% sidewide right now. Blinds.com, I don't know how a single man listens to this show. Blinds.com, 35% off right now. Blinds.com, rules and restrictions may apply. Blinds.com, 10-second station ID.
Well, I got some news um, about the Great Reset yesterday. I told you that we feared selling out of the first printing. We printed a lot. Uh, we uh, The best-selling book we have ever done was Common Sense. We sold over 2 million copies. Uh, the first week, we sold 150,000 copies. On the launch day of this book, uh, in total, it has been about 100,000 copies. Amazon alone sold 75,000 copies on Tuesday. Um, we are through our first printing, uh, and uh, the, the presses are freaking out. Um, they say that they have not seen a book sell like this in a very long time. It obviously struck a nerve. They told us uh, first printing, second printing will take five months. Earlier yesterday, as soon as I got off the radio, they said that maybe they could have it by March. Uh, we are in deep negotiations to get other books moved around so we can get to the presses right away. This is such an important book. I'm going to be recording the audiobook hopefully this weekend uh, so you can get that. The Kindle book has been fixed on launch day. It was all screwed up in formatting, but it's not now, so you can get it on Kindle. It's number one on Kindle now, which we've never been even in the top 10 on Kim Kindle. Um, but uh, you can still order it, and it is available in some stores. But order your copy right now. It's The Great Reset. I want to talk to you about some of the things um, in it. Uh, and the things that we need to do, I'm going to give you some um, easy action steps today. If you've been listening this week and you're worried about the Great Reset, you have every right to be. Um, it is authoritarianism. It is the rise of 21st century fascism. It is the end of uh, the Western way of life as you know it. And unless you understand, this is the um, this is the Rosetta Stone for the news. It really is. If you if you read the Great Reset, everything will click open to you, and you will begin to understand the news, which most of us don't understand. Most of us are like, "What does that mean? Why is that? Where is that coming from?" This is the Rosetta Stone, and if you know that, you can fight against it. Let me give you some of those tips and also bring you some good news about uh, coronavirus. Uh, it looks like we're approaching the end of the pandemic and it's going into endemic stage, which means everyone is going to have this. Everyone is going to get it. Uh, and it is spreading the world like wildfire, which would mean an end to vaccine passports and everything else because everyone on earth, literally everyone on earth, is going to get the coronavirus and deaths are down 91%. The Glenn Back Program. Okay, I've been telling you a lot about The Great Reset, asking you to please read this book because we all have to be on the same page. But there's another set of books that I want you to uh, read as well. And this is part of the solution for your kids. And it is the, the Tuttle Twins. There is a serious lack of education in America. And I, unfortunately, am learning now as my kids are getting ready for college. They don't learn everything through osmosis. You actually have to teach it. And I've tried to teach it to my kids, but it is really challenging to do it. 
You have to start young, and Tuttle Twins books are a great way to start young. You can start them with toddler books, and then they they go all the way to young adults. The Tuttle Twins books, they unlock the wisdom of our founding fathers, of uh, the road to serfdom, all of the things on the economy and freedom and the Constitution. Please get these for your kids and grandkids and read them to them every night. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Giving away their activity workbooks for free and a 35% discount now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The book is The Great Reset. It's available now. Go to GlennBeckBook.com. GlennBeckBook.com. You know, I've been doing a lot of interviews around the country for the uh, new book, The Great Reset, and uh, I am surprised at how many times uh, I hear people say, like Sean Spicer yesterday said, you know, I didn't realize, I, I thought I knew everything about politics and everything else, and then I read your book, Glenn, and he said, it opened my eyes to something completely different. Um, this is the Rosetta Stone for understanding where we, what's happening in our country. So many stories you can't make sense of. Read The Great Reset. Um, and then let's start fixing our country. We, you know, the, we can't win against Islamic extremism because we can't identify it. Nobody was allowed to identify anything. If we weren't able to identify communism, we wouldn't have been able to defeat it. If we wouldn't have been able to identify fascism and Nazism, we wouldn't have been able to defeat it. If you're going to fight, you have to f stop fighting the shadows, which is the right-left Republican-Democrat kind of thing. The, the Democrats are trying to bring in a one-party system, which is all about the Great Reset. But that's not the show. That's not the real... That's not where everything is happening. It is happening, as we'll show you later on in the program. It's already happening to the banks. It's already happening to businesses. It's already happening to you with COVID. So many people have written me this week and said, Glenn, uh, I'm reading the book right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, uh, there are solutions. And yes, there are solutions. And they are practical solutions at the uh, end of the book. Later on in the program today, I'm going to go over economic solutions uh, for you. But I, I've also drafted up a practice steps to revive the republic. And I'd like to send this out in my newsletter and also post this at Facebook and everything else uh, during the show today. It's practice steps to revive the republic. And it is it's nowhere near a comprehensive list. Um, there's lots of things that we have to do. But let me give you just a few of them. And they're going to sound simple or crazy or Come on, that's not going to, but it is. This is all part of it. Remember, our foundation is rotten. So unless we go back to the cornerstones and we fix that, we can never level the house. We will, the house will come down. It's only a matter of time. We have to stop taking shortcuts and go right to the cornerstone. So number one, get married and have a family. Get married and have a family. The best thing you can do, this Mother Teresa said, best thing you can do to promote world peace is get married, have a home, have children, and love your family. 
Family is the first government we, in, we, uh, we enter into. It's where we are taught the ideas, the virtues that are necessary for self-governance. Your kids start to rebel in their teenage years because they're ready to start governing themselves. They want that. So our job is to love our children, teach them, and then let them go and make their own decisions. That is the natural order of things. So you learn those things. And if, if kids are you know, out on their own, they're you know, not in a, a good family, the family has disintegrated, we call those people maladjusted. Because they didn't come from a family. Look at our, our murder rates and everything else. It's from broken homes. If you want to fix America, if you love someone, if you know what that means, and you're, you are um, you're a decent human being, marry them. Marry them. Now, marry them and start a family. Reagan said, if you're concerned about the fall of uh, America, some have suggested in today's world the family has somehow become less important. I can't help but thinking just the opposite. When so much around us is whispering the little lie that we should live for the moment and just ourselves, it's important that our families affirm an older and more lasting set of values. All right, the second one, and I go into depth on all of these, and I'll post it at Facebook here in a few minutes. Um, The second one is tell the truth. Jordan Peterson said something I think really profound. He said, when you have something to say, silence is a lie it goes to bonhoeffer silence in the face of evil is evil itself you're lying if you stand by quietly lying today is really really easy Uh, and it takes the mess of the present and pushes it right into the future it makes your life a minefield one wrong step and everything blows up it, lying it takes too much out of you. Um, you, you it, just, it just does. And I know I'm an alcoholic. I lied for many years of my life while I was drinking. And there is nothing more empowering than telling the truth and letting the chips fall where they may. Stop lying. We're all saying the media lies, politicians lies, the doctors, the celebrities lie, blah, blah, blah. But if we're lying too, even if it's just we're being silent in the face of these lies, then we know they are lies and we can't expect things to improve. We have to agree with each other to stop lying and to start telling each other the truth and then listening to each other. When you are forced to remain silent, when you're being told the most obvious lies, when you're forced to repeat those lies yourself, you will you'll lose all sense of right and wrong. And you will, you will become part of the evil that you are against. You have to embrace and promote a life of, of worthy values of liberty. And it begins with us. Third step, study and history, uh, study history and read old books. Uh, the one thing I have learned uh, over the years is these, 
ridiculous scholars that are just quoting themselves and they never get to an original source and they want to tell me what somebody thought 200 years ago by dismissing what the people and the friends of that people and even some of the enemies said about those people at the time of their life they have no new insight Stop reading these new books. Start getting back to original sources. You know, um, so much is being lost because we're not we're looking for new wisdom. It is old wisdom that will provide the stability. Fourth step I want you to consider is own. Don't rent. You know, I said last night on the TV show, uh, somebody asked a question. I remember what it was. Uh, but it was about the Great Reset. And they said, what, what is it, I think this was the question, what is it that these corporations are getting out of all of this? Why, why do they want to do this? Why would they cripple people? Um, uh, and, and how does that help them if they're destroying everything? Because they are the Mr. Potter in It's a Wonderful Life. You have to change your mindset on what corporations are now doing. They used to have a social contract that what was good for them or what's good for you is good for them. That social contract is no longer valid. They are not thinking that way. They are looking to enrich themselves because they see that the world is changing. This is a longer discussion we can have, and it's also in the book, but they are making moves that will ensure their prosperity and really ensure your demise. And I want you to understand it like this. Mr. Potter, what was the story between Jimmy Stewart and Mr. Potter? What was what was that building, you know, that uh, building savings and loan story really all really all about? It was about two uh, visions. One was George Bailey and his father, and they said people had a right to own their own spot of land, to own their own life, uh, and to make their own rules. And it gives pride. You know, a Harvard study came out in 2001, and they said there's strong, consistent evidence that indicates that homeowners are more likely to be satisfied with their homes and neighborhoods, participate in voluntary and political activities, and stay in their homes longer, contributing to the neighborhood. These things are all really good. There is pride of ownership. The, the Great Reset is about destroying all ownership. Own do not rent. Mr. Potter said, ah, these people, they're never going to amount to any anything. That's the elite speaking. These people, you can't trust them. They're bad. We have to control them. We'll put them into Pottersville. Pottersville is the great reset. That's what they want it to become. And that is exactly what it will become. Unless we start to do things to become self-reliant, more empathetic, and stand on the owner's mentality. The other couple of things here, I'm just going to give them to you quickly and I'll post them. Dump the tea into the sea. Remember who we're dealing with. Dump the tea in the sea and know your rights and your responsibilities. You have to know your rights and your responsibilities. And uh, the last one is, uh, say, republic more than democracy. 
because we are not a democracy. We are a republic, and that is an important distinction. I'm going to point these easy steps uh, at, to my Facebook page here in just a few minutes. We'll post them so you can have them. Uh, these are New Year's resolutions that you can do and should do. I would love to get uh, emails and phone calls from people today who say, I've been dinking around on my, uh, my fiancé or asking somebody to get married. I'm going to ask them today to marry me get married start a family buy a house own something back in a minute all right rough greens america's uh going through uh is it rough greens i want to make sure guys Mercury Real Estate? Okay. Uh, Sorry. Mercury Real Estate uh, is our sponsor this half hour. This is my company. So, you know, if I screw up the ad, it's it's my fault. Uh, Anyway, um, uh, Mercury Real Estate is a company that I started with my brother, I I don't even know how many years ago, years ago, half a decade at least. And uh, before we ever brought it to you in the public, we ran it for about a year just to see if we could keep track of it and make sure that we could keep the right kind of real estate agents and keep tabs on them. These real estate agents are the best in the country that we found, that we we feel are the ones that are going to represent you the best. They will listen. They have the best practices. Um, They are usually the top sellers in your market uh, and they don't work for us, but we want to make sure that we keep tabs because if they start to slide, we don't want to recommend them. So we put this together and the results have been tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Uh, the, the letters and everything that we get from people who say, my experience was completely different in buying and selling a house. If you're buying a house or selling it across town or across the country, we can help you find the right real estate agent to do it. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It is a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And by the way... Move to Texas. The Glenn Back Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Elizabeth in uh, Maine. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Glenn, and God bless you, and God bless America. My question, hopefully it's not a stupid question, but I wanted to know, when you say buy a home, does that include condos? Because I recently purchased a condo, and there's no land or property, and I'm wondering, are you recommending that we invest in property, too? So uh, I want to make this, I want to make, yeah, I want to make this really clear, Elizabeth. I am, please do not take financial advice from me. I am not qualified to give it. Um, I will, we do have Carol Roth on in hour number three, and I will ask her this question. I am basing things on what uh, I know to be true. One of the things is we must retain ownership. The, the goal of the Great Reset is that you will not own anything. Um, I personally, um, and again, do not take my advice as, as something that you should act upon. You need to do your own homework. Um, but uh, I personally believe in land. Uh, I believe in um, uh, full ownership, not necessarily a, a condominium, because that's 
you know, that requires all kinds of other people and, and everything else. I believe in land. Um, so that's where I that's where I would stand on that. But we're going to talk about that uh, coming up. Remember, the the people who are behind the Great Reset, the reason why housing is so expensive right now is because they are buying property 50 percent over the asking price. They're they're just undercutting everybody else everybody else is trying to buy something and they will come in and say we'll buy the whole neighborhood for 50 percent over what you're asking um they know about ownership so own 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 uh michael in illinois welcome to the glenbeck program glenn it's an honor to speak to you thank you sir i uh i i wanted to let you know that um i believe that God led me to you, and that was a long time ago when you were on CNN. And I've been listening to you ever since. I've been with the network for since day one. Well, thank so, you. You're welcome. Um, I I understand what you're talking about when you're when it comes to property. I just bought. I, I didn't get married until I was about fifty years old. Yeah. Uh, my my wife can't have kids, but I have stepkids and step grandkids. Good. Yeah, uh, but uh, I bought a property here in a beautiful little town, and it's a civil era, uh, yeah. civil war era home, and yeah. we've been we've been fixing it up, and by God, I will not let anybody take this away from me. So this is this is the key, Michael. There was a story that was written. Oh, I read it probably 20 years ago. And it said, when we enter a time where ownership is meaningless, um, uh, what happens to the American dream? It's it's more important that you understand we take care of each other. We take care of our neighbors when we own. We care deeply and empathy is really starting to wane ownership leads to really really good things and like you just said nobody's taking my property no sorry this is the glenn back program oh thank you so much uh hillary is justin in uh is justin in yet yeah he is he 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 thought about not coming in he said he didn't he didn't appreciate the way you treated him yesterday that's a, that's a lie. lie he tried to walk out but so i stopped you didn't him. really you yeah. didn't like the way i treated you yesterday Justin. that's a filthy lie <laughs> yeah, yeah you should know by now you can't trust anything <laughs> Stu says. that's true well oh, a lot I of people know. have been uh, a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. have been uh, contacting me for COVID seconds. advice i will say that <laughs> that's happening uh, uh <laughs> just, just wait on how to kill me <laughs> yes how do right? we get yeah. glenn more covid and i'm like i don't know yeah. we're trying we've been piping it into his house for months i don't know <laughs> I what's going on <laughs> we've got these little sick kids from china that are just breathing <laughs> into his windows at night <laughs> we uh, built a, a pipeline from wuhan yeah. and people just walk by and cough into it <laughs> the bat lady lives in his basement at this point um all right uh we've got a uh, another great show to show you this hour how this is affecting your life and how to fight against the great reset thank you for your support thanks for listening um more in a minute
sense of the news of the day it it just is so fatiguing you're trying to figure it out you're listening to experts and nothing seems to really fit into a grand unified theory well that's because you're missing the rosetta stone you're missing the great reset it's the name of the new book that i have uh, just put out and is on sale for the first time this week it is the only book in the world of its nature that is explaining all of this and the connections. This is not an American problem. This is an entire Western world problem, as you will see in just a minute. And real solutions coming your way in 60 seconds we begin. All right, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Um, Patriot Mobile is one of those things that this is a no-brainer. you got to get out of doing business with people who are not doing the best interest for you. You know, we, we used to just go, what's the most convenient and what is the least expensive? And then, oh, they're screwing us on the side. Uh, they're fighting against us. They're, they're funding abortions with Planned Parenthood. Oh, well, I need my phone. You don't have to do that anymore. You can get better service. You can get it at uh, sometimes half the cost of what you're paying. Uh, you get the same cell towers, so you're getting the same kind of coverage. And a company that believes in you and believes in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and is fighting for those things. The most important thing you can do today, easy things you can do, do business with people who believe the same things you did, you do. We have to start building a second economy, a shadow economy, where we're all sticking together. Patriot Mobile is the easiest way to do that. Switch right now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call them at 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Okay, let me go to... Uh, my co-author of the uh, best-selling book, the number one selling book in the country now, uh, Justin Haskins, co-author of The Great Reset. Uh, I told you about a half hour ago, I found out right after the show yesterday that my worst fear had come uh, through, that uh, we had already sold through the first printing of the book um, in the first day. Uh, it, this book, the, the most we've ever sold in a week with Common Sense, and that was about 150,000 copies. Uh, we sold about 100,000 copies in the first day of this book. We are trying to get the presses rearranged so we can get it out. It is available on Kindle. It is available in some stores. You can order it, um, and, and please do that. It, it helps us know, you know what the demand is. Please order it. Uh, now you can go to glensnewbook.com, glensnewbook.com, and you can order it. We'll give you the details on when it will be shipping to you soon. But like I said, Barnes & Noble and other places still do have some copies of the book. Um, so grab it. It is the Rosetta Stone. My co-author is uh, Justin Haskins. Um, this one took some real heavy lifting from uh, Justin and his team. Uh, and my team, because uh, this was very difficult to uh, figure out. And 
Justin, one of the things that people have to understand is that how this is going to affect their everyday life. And there's a story out today about Uber and how this the Great Reset is actually affecting Uber today. Do you have that story by any chance? Yeah, yeah, we just pulled it up, actually. And and essentially what's going on is uh, with Uber, it's not just Uber, it's actually Uber, it's Lyft, it's it's a whole bunch of companies that are affected by what's called the gig economy, where you have independent contractors um, doing most of the work for these companies. That's what Uber drivers are, and that's what Lyft drivers are. And uh, you have these ESG scoring and rating groups uh, penalizing Uber, penalizing Lyft because they don't have enough information about these independent contractors. They don't know how well they're being treated. Uh, so they need more information about those before they're going to include them in all of their various uh, rating systems and things like that. The, the, the thing that's important to keep in mind here is that it's all of these big ESG scoring companies, all of these big rating agencies they're constantly looking for more and more and more information from these businesses and they're and they're effectively penalizing these companies that are giving independent contractors the ability uh, to go out and make some extra money by saying, you know, you guys are, by making these people independent, you're not giving us enough information. We need even more information. Otherwise, you're essentially going to be listed as one of these bad companies. Uber, Lyft, and all of these other uh, gig economy companies, a, lo- a lot of them, already have ESG scoring systems. So this is actually them complaining that their ESG scoring systems are not giving them enough details. Give us even and- more information. And when they start like this, the next step is you're not giving me the information. Um, The driver, we need information on the driver and how he lives his life and what he is doing. Exactly right. This is how it all trickles down and it will it will stop you from working. It will stop you from, um, uh, you know, inventing and being an entrepreneur. It stops the basic free market dead in its tracks. Um, that's just one example of of what's happening. That's in the news today. Um, there is a story now. I thought this would change. I just we were talking about this yesterday. I thought the uh, Davos World Economic Forum uh, meeting wasn't that changed to summer, or is that still January twenty second? No, they changed it. Yeah, they they pushed it back, um, and and they might they may very well push it back even further. Uh, so they, they they did the same exact thing last year. They kept pushing the meetings back. Uh, they do virtual meetings, though, with many of the higher level right. people. So it's important to, to, to remember just because they're not having one of these big meetings where ten, you know, tens of thousands of people are flying into Davos doesn't mean that they're not meeting. They have been meeting so and they will continue to. They have. They just released the agenda for January for their um, virtual meeting. People ask me, you know, uh, how much power do they actually have? I want you to listen just to the attendees titles, the people who are actually speaking 
at Davos and all about the Great Reset. You have the Prime Minister of India, Prime Minister of Japan, Secretary General of the United Nations, President of the European Commission, Prime Minister of Australia, President of Indonesia, Prime Minister of Israel, Secretary of State, uh, sorry, Secretary of the Treasury of the United States, Janet Yellen, uh, Vice President of Nigeria, Director General of the World Health Organization, the Executive Director of International Agency, Energy Agency, President of Peru, President of Colombia, um, Anthony Fauci will be there, Minister of Environment of Egypt, Managing Director of the International Monetary Fund, President of Guatemala, Vice President of the United States, uh, Al Gore. Um, the Minister of the Economy of Brazil, the Ministry of Information, Communication and Technology, uh, the President of Rwanda, Special Presidential Envoy for the Climate of the United States of America, John Kerry, the Governor of the Bank of Japan, President of the European Central Bank, the President of Ecuador, Director General, World Trade Organization, Ministry of Energy of Saudi Arabia, the Commissioner for Jobs and Social Rights for the European Commission, the Governor of the Central Bank of France, the Minister of State for Advanced Technology, Ministry of Industry and Advanced Technology of the UAE. Those are just some of the speakers at this. So when you say, what kind of power do they have? That kind of power. That's right. That kind of power. These people are making rules. In fact, they just put out uh, on this sheet the things that they are, the top 10 global risks by severity see if these match anything that you feel okay the number one they're saying is uh global warming number two extreme weather number three biodiversity loss number four social cohesion erosion livelihood crisis infectious diseases human environmental changes they don't get to the economy until number 10. um these people are wildly out of touch. They are elites and they are designing everything, right? Everything in your life. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the global risks report, which you were just quoting from that came out recently from the World Economic Forum with where they, they essentially conducted a survey of a thousand people who are tied to the World Economic Forum. Um, those were the number of respondents they had anyway. And they asked them what they thought should be the primary risks going forward. And those were the results that they got. Um, and I think the reason why that report matters so much is because I think this is them figuring out how they're going to position themselves going forward. This whole idea of the Great Reset is built on crises. You don't have a crisis. You don't have a, a, you know, a necessary solution to rework the world, right? You need a crisis to have the Great Reset. That's what COVID was initially, but they know that COVID is not a long-term problem. This survey proves it because COVID is not listed on here as one of the primary things, especially when you go, because there are several different time frames in their survey, the further you go out, like when you go to the five to 10 year uh, part, there's no mention of COVID at all. So they don't believe that's going to be a problem for them in five to 10 years. What did they put there though? They put climate action, extreme weather, biodiversity loss, natural resource crises, human environmental damage. Those are the top five things. Why are those the things? Because that, I believe, is what they think is going to be 
the strategy, the PR strategy going forward in the long term, and this is something that we put in the book. We spent an entire chapter in the book. I think it's chapter three, all about how climate change is the long term justification, how environmentalism is the long term justification for the Great Reset because COVID isn't going to last forever. Correct. For moving you into cities. I mean, we're talking about the claiming of 50% of all property by our federal government. 50% off limits to human beings. That's obscene. And, and, and who do they think they are that they could get away with this? These will be global initiatives. That's how they get around all of the countries. The country can throw a fit. It won't matter. You will be kicked out of the global community if you don't play along. You won't. Nobody will accept your money. No one will accept buying anything from you. Um, You can't sell anything to anyone. And this is on not only a global scale, but I can't emphasize this enough on the the most minute scale you going to a grocery store it is what the plan is right and i think that what's really important for people to understand too is that that is why corporations and banks and financial institutions are are such a big part of this because you could elect uh, a donald trump america first type person and the plan does not stop it doesn't stop. They keep moving forward. Why? Because even if you have government officials saying, we're not going to do this, we're not going to support this, we're not going to go in this direction, if all of the corporations are moving in that direction anyway, if they're going to decide what you can buy and what you can't buy, if the banks are going to decide who you know that they won't lend to certain people doing certain kinds of businesses, then it doesn't matter what Donald Trump says. They can control it and they can do it from anywhere because these corporations have become so globalized that if Europe says we don't do business with corporations, they're actually considering a resolution right now in Europe that would require every business that that is in the the value chain, not just doing direct business in the European Union, but just in the value chain in Europe to go along with a, a, a European Union ESG, they call it due diligence system. So if you're Coca-Cola, eat, let's say you're Coca-Cola and, you know, you obviously sell things in the European Union, you're going to have to go along with the European Union's ESG rating system. You're going to have to prioritize whatever they decide. And so, again, and it, what, it doesn't matter what politicians in the United States say if that's the system. And the, the, the frightening thing, this is why local is so important. Local lies everything start a farmer's market if you don't have one buy at a farmer's market um buy local 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 you've got to you've got to start looking in the smallest of areas the way to beat this is through the small not through the big they've got the big mastered so you know um coca-cola is one of the big ones on esg and one of the real leaders in the world of of uh, the great reset and they already are doing things in Europe that are insane. If they have to buy sugar, they have to now verify that those farms and everything that they get their sugar from are ESG compliant. The sugar farm cannot sell to a company that has a higher ESG score. Now, this ESG score, I can guarantee you, it is all going to come down to money. 
you know they're they're not well defined they're it's it's really who's going to give people the money to grease the tracks this is going to get so corrupt so fast um and the price of everything will go up yeah it has to it has to and and who is writing these esg scores who who writes these esg systems who makes them it's the, the big, banks are right it's now. The, it's the banks and it's big corporate uh, leaders. That's who, that's the people who are writing them. The the World Economic Forum's sort of official ESG system that they want the world to adopt. The head of that of that group that's, that wrote those standards is the president, the, the or the CEO of Bank of America. That's the person leading the charge for the World Economic Forum doing this. So these people are literally writing their own rules. This whole system is so corrupt, it's so full of cronyism, and it's, it's so obvious what's going on if you actually take the time to look under the hood, which is what this book is all about. If you don't know, if you don't understand the details of this, there will be no way to stop it because it is so no complicated. Way. You will not stumble upon this information. You have to actually be presented with it in a, in a clear, cohesive way. Exactly. Otherwise, yeah, you'll it, never understand it. It's really not complex once you get it. Once you, that was our that was our struggle, was to boil this down into something that everyone could read and understand. Um, and if you really want to become an expert, all of the all of the landmarks are there that we point you to to really go much deeper. But this is the Rosetta Stone. This is the thing that everyone has to read. This is the biggest story. I believe, and if you think this is hyperbole, please correct it. I think this is the biggest story of humankind in the last 500, maybe the last 200 years since America. I think this is the game-changing human story of the last 200 years. Yeah, the, the, the Great Reset is the other side it's it's the it's the other side of the American Revolution. It's their American it Revolution. Is. That it's for for progressivism for this whole long story that's been going on for hundreds of years of of fascism and and hardcore progressivism. That that story in their minds is culminating right now. This is the this is the height of that moment for them. This is their American Revolution in the same way that the American Revolution was not the beginning of that freedom movement that had been going on for a while and that kind of became the the culmination of that movement. This is the same thing for them. This is their 1776. Okay, um, the book, you can get it now, glensnewbook.com, Glenn's new book, more in a minute. Let me tell you about American financing. One of the things that is really important is ownership. Ownership is, is the key to all of this. It's what's being destroyed. Um, and when you get into ownership, you're going to have to borrow money. That's going to get harder and harder and harder for you to do because of these ESG scores. I've been telling you for about a year now, when you get the book, you'll understand why I've been talking about loans and getting out of debt and, and, and everything else and the importance of American financing. Well, that, those days are here now. You need to understand why it's going to get harder and harder for you to get a loan. So please get out of debt. Please make sure that you're paying the lowest interest rate possible. 
consolidate your credit cards because they're going to jack the prices of those credit cards through the roof and get your life in order and batten down the hatches. You're going to need this. Please take action steps now. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. So, uh, Justin, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I mean, I, you know, we met each other by chance and then I was at a CPAC and somebody big was speaking and you were speaking in a sub room and I've always thought you were really impactful, uh, and you were doing something on cl- uh, climate change yep. and, green New uh, Deal. and s- yeah, the green new deal. And I decided to go and there were about 14 people in that room, I think That's at right. the time. And you were tremendous and i i just i thank god that we met um because this is such an important topic and and i don't know if either one of us could have navigated this without the other yeah totally agree and obviously i'm so grateful for the opportunity um i can i can shout all i want about this stuff on uh my little platforms but <laughs> no one's yeah, gonna listen i know, <laughs> so, I know I mean, you know on i feel that way in some ways myself i I, i'm gonna post a a painting i've been working on the last couple of days and it just kind of it uh it's where i'm at right now and i I just feel like i know what we have to do yeah i know the world's the eyes of the world are upon us right now what are you going to decide to do but it feels a little daunting and overwhelming i'm going to post that on instagram now during the break back in just a second The Glenn Beck Program. Uno is my pal. Uno is my dog. And uh, gosh, I see him getting grayer and grayer every day. And uh, we've lost so many dogs. Uh, you know, we have German Shepherds, so they, they die at about 13 years old, 12, 13. And that's pretty old. And, uh, and I, just, I just love my dog. I just love my dog. And I want him to live forever. And I want him to be healthy and happy. And that's why we feed him rough greens now that's not a dog food that's a supplement we put on his food but it gives him new energy it it helps him uh not with just a shiny coat and all of that but all of the things that he needs it has probiotics in it it has all the things that are sterilized out of your kibble food that you need and your dog system needs it's really a powerful su- uh, uh, supplement and uno loves it he didn't like to eat before he wolfs it, just wolfs it. Uh, so try Rough Greens, a free bag available for you right now. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Head over to glensnewbook.com to get the great reset. It's out in stores now as well. Glensnewbook.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're listening. Thanks for tuning in today. 
I noticed, uh, Glenn, you posted a new picture. Are, is this what you're doing at home instead of working and coming, actually showing up to the office? <laughs> Slacker. Uh, uh, you're painting. Yeah. Is that what you're doing now? Yeah, this is uh, one of the paintings I've been working on uh, this week, and it's it's weird. It's it's haunting me. It won't. It's it's like the first painting that I've done where it is exactly where I am in my mindset right now. Uh, I just posted it to Instagram, and it is uh, a soldier that just landed on the beach of Normandy uh, during D-Day, and he is standing on the beach. And he's by himself, and he is looking up at the planes that are coming in. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't know what 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 feeling do you get from from that uh, painting? Yeah. That's interesting because at first I feel like pride, right? Like this this is our country, and and you know, the great people who fought for our country and and fought to protect us and, and make make this nation into what it was. And then I secondarily. <laughs> Maybe this is the pessimist in me. I, I secondarily feel just like I, I've, I've had this feeling a couple times over the past couple of weeks. I'm just like I'm sort of embarrassed. Like I'm embarrassed by what what is happening to this country. Like the people that fought like that in that yes. moment fought for us because we're America, and it doesn't feel like we are. Like so, you but, know, you know what it is, Stu, and because this is the way. Uh, this is what I just wrote. Um, this painting is haunting me. It's the way I feel right now, knowing what is right, knowing what we need to do, feeling a little bit alone, but in knowing the truth, determined to do what must be done because the eyes of the world are upon us. What what you're expressing is the same kind of frustration that I have, and that is, we're just accepting all of this stuff. These guys, uh, the World War II generation, and if we don't become this generation, we don't survive. Um, this generation knew what fascism was. They knew the difference between right and wrong, and they stood up for it. These guys had no chance of survival. No chance. I mean, imagine getting onto the boats of D-Day. You're not coming back. Most likely, you are not coming back. But they knew what was right and what they had to do. And, you know, when we didn't get kicked in the teeth um, when World War II uh, started, we got our head handed to us in Pearl Harbor. We were way behind. But what did we do? We decided to take it upon ourselves to fix our industrial might and focus Right now, we are sitting here saying, you know, we can't get anything for our cars. Uh, I mean, food shortages are everywhere. What are you talking about? Where is a mobilization effort? And it's not going to come from the corporations because it's not in their interest now. And it's not going to come from the government. The government is going to do everything they can to thwart that. It must be done by red, white and blue Americans that are from all walks of life, Democrats, Republicans, independents that have just had enough. I'm sorry. This is not America. We chart our own course, and I am not going to sit by and wallow in this and say, well, I guess we're just going to have to get used to it. No. Yeah. You no, know, I'm not. It's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I first started feeling this way after Afghanistan, really. I mean, in a real way, because it just that was just embarrassing to our nation and to our, our troops and everything that happened there. Um, and it's just extended to this period where, like, you know, I thought Barack Obama was a pretty bad president. 
But it's oh, I feel a lot different complaining about, hey, we're giving away free cell phones to everybody, than, hey, we can't have bread on the shelves. There's a yes. big line there, and I don't mean to defend Barack Obama by any means, but this feels totally different, like a complete failure um, that is is not just a bunch of bad policies, but is really removing us from that superpower level we've always thought we were. And I, it is, I just, I feel embarrassed. I feel like we've let down the generation you painted. You know what, though? I think if there's something good that can come from this, from Joe Biden being a total disaster, right. just, a, just a walking failure, I think it's that he is, I think he could be the symbol of this idea that you cannot count on the elites or on government or on big corporations or on any of these people to solve our problems for us. Mm. They can't do it. They cannot do it. Joe Biden's entire campaign was run on this guy, you know, Donald Trump is a disaster. Right. He's not going to fix all your problems, but, but just elect me. I'll, fo- I'll solve all your problems. I'll be the adult in the room. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we believe in science and we trust the experts. Well, how has that worked out for us? Mm. It has not worked out for us at all. If, this, if the past two years is, is uh, proof of anything, it's that it is time for regular people to step in to the void and say, you know what? It's on us. We have to fix this problem. We cannot depend on the on people in Washington, D.C. We cannot depend on global elites. We cannot depend on banks and corporations to fix our problems. They will not fix our problems. In fact, they're making our problems worse. They're constantly giving us contradictory information. They clearly don't know what they're talking about. Let's just why do we need them? Let's just take the solutions on ourselves and I think that that is the, I mean, you, you were talking about that, that painting that you wrote. The thing that I felt, and I don't know if this subconsciously sort of, you know, uh, seeped into your mind when we were doing this, but the, the start of the last chapter of our book is that quote from Norman Schwarzkopf. The truth yep. of the matter is that you always know the right thing to do. The hard yep. part is doing it. Doing it. And I think that that's what that painting shows. Yeah, that is. I I read that uh, again, uh, I think on Monday before I started this painting, I read that quote again. And that is what's kind of rumbling uh, around is, you know, now that the information is available, it's going to take a while for people to, you know, read the book and understand it. Um, But now we wait. Now the Rosetta Stone is out. And now we see what Americans are going to do and how they're going to react to this and what the uh, response is. We're going to have a huge change in the coronavirus. Uh, All of the vaccine passports, all of the, you know, shut down everything that's coming to an end very soon. Um, We are entering an endemic stage, which is the better stage of a pandemic. Pandemic means it's spreading fast and it's killing a lot of people and you got to control it endemic is like the flu or the common cold it's everywhere yesterday fauci said everyone's going to get this and when you know that the researchers that are down in the south pole all now have uh omicron uh you know that everyone's going to get it i know people who haven't left their house haven't been around people who are sick and have it it is endemic which means all of these things including the extra boosters and everything else. This is no longer a, a valid uh, race to, uh, to do. It's no longer valid to separate people anymore. 
What I'm concerned about is when the economy really collapses, and, and we're going to talk about that uh, with Carol Roth in just about 15 minutes on the things that you can do to fight back and, um, and prepare. Because uh, it seems overwhelming. It seems overwhelming. But once you understand, it becomes very clear. For instance, there was a story that came out yesterday. I don't know if you saw this one, Justin, um, but the uh, United States Department of Agriculture just invested, and it's a small amount of money, $50 million in 118 partnerships to expand access to converse, uh, converse, conservation assistance for climate-smart agriculture and forestry. This is part of a new plan, and this is coming everywhere. Uh, climate conscious farming. Everything your farmer does, everything your farmer puts on the land, every way your farmer tills the land, uh, every uh, seed, every chemical, everything is going to go under now a global ESG uh, ruling. And it is going to kill our our farmers. It's going to put them out of business. And food is going to, we are going to look at the shelves that we have now. In five years, if this goes through, in five years, we will marvel that supermarkets ever had the kind of food that they have in it today. Yeah. Not in days past, today. Yeah. And it's all going to be sold as a necessity to stop climate change. It's all going to be sold as we have to rework all of these systems in order to stop climate change because climate change is an existential crisis that's going to wipe out all of humanity if we don't. So there is no end to the, to the, to the solutions for climate change. We have to do whatever it takes. If you think you're going to be able to buy meat if you think that that's something you're going to be able to do in 10 to 15 years, you are delusional. Oh, I, you might be able to buy it as a luxury item, but that's it. You're not yeah. going to be able to buy it widespread if they have their way. They've been very open about that. Yeah, and I don't think that's 10 years away. I think that's about five years away with the way things are going. Um, the thing that really truly took me aback when we first started doing our research for the book, The Great Reset, was when I started looking into their actual plans for farming these we have farmed you know since what 700 right we have we have done uh industrial and farming uh for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years that's the thing that changed mankind was farming so there are universal truths that we have in there when you look at the scope of the world economic forum and davos and uh the great reset it and i'm not exaggerating correct me if i'm wrong if you think this is an exaggeration at all absolutely every piece of agriculture is going to be redesigned by so-called experts and think tanks um it is they're saying that it's going to be a private public partnership with our farmers but our farmers are not the one it's our industrial farmers right and it is everything from the seed all the way to the plate the unintended consequences of changing a few major things let alone literally everything in our food chain is a coming holocaust and you have to be prepared and you i'm telling you a litmus test for 2022 
Have you read Glenn Beck's book, The Great Reset? Do you understand what it is? What is it we're fighting? If they mealy mouth around, if they do anything other than, yes, I'm aware of it. I know it. Here's how I'm fighting it. You should not vote for them. This is going to take balls of steel and it's going to take people in Congress to stop it and gut it back in just a second. Oh, okay. Our sponsor this half hour is LifeLock by Norton. You're sitting at your kid's soccer game. You're in the shower. You're sitting in a meeting at work. You can be stuck in traffic. You're minding your own business. What's happening without you even knowing it? Cyber criminals could be stealing your identity and your money at any given moment, whether you're paying attention or not. It's time to get LifeLock. There are too many things that you have to worry about. And this is this particular category is just going to get harder and harder for you to watch because right now, not every you can't watch everything. No one can. LifeLock's the best at it, but nobody can stop it. Um, they can they can alert you. They can try to stop it early on, but some things are going to slip through the cracks and it's only going to get harder. That's why you need a real partner. These guys are the best in the business. It is LifeLock. I want you to call them now. LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Make sure you give them the promo code back and you'll save 25%. I have this for me, my whole family, and all, even my kids. Uh, I've had it for my kids for a long time, so their identities aren't stolen before they even get a chance to use it. LifeLock.com. Promo code back. Save 25%. Do it now. This is the Glenn Back Program. This is the Glenn Back Program. We're glad you're here. Uh, Justin is uh, with us. Justin is uh, my co-author for the book, The Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century uh, Fascism. You know, I was going over um, uh, the part of the book last night, uh, preparing for the show, uh, about how we came up with fascism and and how difficult this is to label. And it's it's not the Khmer Rouge uh, or uh, the German national fascism that people think about. It most likely is going to start uh, like it is now with a very warm hand and we're just here to help and real problems begin to creep up. And before you know it, you're living under a dictatorship. That's right. And that I think that's different than everything else you've seen with these national fascists. Boy, I wish people would. I wish people could know just how how hard it was for us to come up with 21st century fascism. So we, went, we went back and forth. We tried socialism. We tried all these different things. And it just didn't fit. The closest thing really is Stuart Chase System X. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. closest thing. And even he, when you read that essay, I think it's The Road We're Traveling, where he talks about System X. When you read that essay... He even says, you know, this isn't really socialism. This isn't really. And he kind of walks through all the same problems yeah. we did. And that's why he came up with System X, because he didn't Correct. know how to label it either. Um, yep. And so it, it is a totally, in some ways, it is very reminiscent of things that have happened in the past, of fascist movements and governments in the past. In other ways, it is an entirely new thing. And um, that's why I think people have a hard time grasping what it is. And, and people on the right want to call it socialism so badly. They want to call it communism. They want to. But that's not what it is. It's very different. And it's so important that people understand why it's different, because we cannot fight it 
correctly if we don't know what it is. And there are lots of people on the left, people who are hardcore socialists, who will be opposed to this. And you will alienate all those people right off the bat if you just start throwing around the word socialist without understanding what this truly is. And we need to stand together because there are things that we can come together on. This is... You know, the one thing about Marxism is it takes in the government. Fascism takes in the government and the corporation. When you put those two things together, they're deadly and almost impossible to get out of. Uh, So we need all the allies we can get. You need to be very reasoned on this and take steps in your own life and in your own state uh, and your own city. One of the biggest things, run for school board. You've got to start taking your city over. Get on to your your land councils uh, and your zoning boards in your own city. Become very active, and we'll talk about your economy in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This hour, we're going to try to talk a little bit about uh, the economy and what you need to do and how you need to prepare. Um, I have been looking for an expert on the economy that not only understands the big business side, but also understands the average everyday, you know, uh, entrepreneur and saver and worker. Uh, And Carol Roth has been just a miracle find for me. She's the author of the book War on Small Business. Uh, She's a former investment banker, um, kind of... uh, kind of did the opposite of Anakin Skywalker. She turned towards the lights, uh, the light side. Uh, and uh, now she's seconds. really working yeah. for you. And we're going to talk about inflation, uh, the upcoming shortages, how to um, begin to set your footing uh, against the Great Reset. Uh, all of that coming up in, in just a few minutes. So stand by the radio program. Last hour begins in just a couple of seconds. edition of the Glenn Beck program. Our topic this week has been the Great Reset, but I want to get into things that are specifically about your economy. 
the um, the insane, insane, out of control, seven percent now inflation rate that is just going to get bigger and worse. And the government is doing everything they can to bail out the big guys and leave you standing on the sidelines. The people in Washington that are so corrupt and are making money hand over fist, many of them Republicans. We'll name them and also talk about the things that you can do in your own life right now to batten down the hatches and protect your freedom, the liberty, and the future of our children and our way of life. Let me start with uh, American financing. American financing is something that I think you will understand more and more. The more you read and uh, you're brought up to speed with the Great Reset, the more you'll understand why American financing is so important. It's going to get harder and harder for you to get a loan. Um, it's not just because of the interest rate, but because of ESG and everything else that is going on. Right now, um, you can reset your your interest rate for your high interest credit cards, get a consolidation loan. Um, ownership is so important, so important, not over leveraging yourself, but having ownership of something. But you have to have a mortgage that makes sense. American financing does not work for the banks. They work for you. Um, so I highly recommend if you want to save money, if you're looking to buy a house, you want to consolidate and get out of those high interest uh, credit cards. Now is absolutely the time to do it. And the people I trust are American financing. Americanfinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's Americanfinancing.net. American financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org all right let me go to carol roth uh carol roth is just uh, i think carol has just been a godsend uh i have been looking for somebody that understands the economy broadly, understands the big business of Wall Street, but then focuses on the average person. Uh, and she has done that. She is a former investment banker turned to the light side. And uh, she is the author of The War on Small Business. And we want to talk to her today about um, inflation, Congress and their insider trading uh, and what you should know about investing, how you can protect yourself for what is coming. Carol, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. How are you? Glenn, it's great to be back with you, and I have to congratulate you on the Great Reset book. Mine is on the way. I don't have it in my grubby little hands because they ran out of copies because it was so darn popular. So I, 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 know. I am champing at the bit to get my yeah. hands on my copy. Well, you can uh, you can get it on Kindle um, while we're waiting for the uh, uh, the new books to be shipped out. Hopefully, we'll have some news on when those things are going to be shipped out. But we the the biggest book I ever sold was a two million seller, and in the first week we sold one hundred and fifty thousand copies. On day one, we sold about a hundred thousand copies. On day one, this time, uh, so it's yeah, it's it's truly amazing. Uh, so, Carol, let me. Um, Let's let's start here with inflation. Inflation is not transitory. It is getting worse and worse. There are shortages in our grocery stores uh, and we're hearing blame from everybody, you know, from the snowstorms, etc., etc. In my entire life, 
I have never seen our country, except in snowstorms for a few days, go through this, but certainly not countrywide. What is really happening and how bad do you think this is going to get? So this is the, um, I won't call it the logical outcome, the illogical outcome of central planners who think that they are incredibly smart and a direct result of the COVID policies, uh, monetary and fiscal, that we have seen over the last two years. You had the Federal Reserve printing trillions of dollars and adding that to uh, the economy. You had the federal government putting out trillions of dollars in stimulus money. You had governments at all levels deciding that they were going to treat the economy as if it were a modem that you could power cycle and flip it on and off. And they shut down about a third of the economy and assumed that that wouldn't cause disruptions to the labor force and to the supply chain, and then some of the incentives that they put in place and the uncertainty they created by their policy further disrupted that labor force. So when you put that sort of big storm of things together, that is the driver of inflation, and it goes all the way through. If the inputs to goods and services are increasing in prices and labor costs are going up because you can't find find enough workers to work, and, and then they have the, um, uh, the leverage on their side, and your operating costs are going up, eventually the businesses are going to need to make up that drag, and so they pass those costs. Uh, increases onto the consumer, and that's why you are seeing both an increase in cost as well as a de- decrease in availability of all different kinds of goods and services. So the study came out shows that what they have done to the economy has cost the average American $5,000 extra just in inflation. They said to us last summer when it was, you know, going over 2%, maybe it'll go to 3 or 4, maybe it'll go to 5, maybe it'll go to 6. It's now over 7, and it's only been a few months. Uh, are, Are we seeing any signs of slowdown of this? Well, Glenn, I'm old enough to remember last uh, 4th of July when they told us we were saving 16 cents on hot dogs. I don't know about you, but I was very excited (laughs) about that. Yeah, Uh, I was very excited. (laughs) They have... I don't know if they actually missed the mark or they just lied to us, because anybody with half a brain, and you don't have to be a formal economist, knew this was going to be the outcome. And many of us have been jumping up and down for, you know, almost two years now, saying this was going to be the outcome. And by the way, that CPI measure of inflation, that 7% that you're talking about, is a urban household survey where they basically say, well, if you can substitute a good, we're not going to count that as an increase. So it's actually that the 7% they're saying you're feeling much more than that in, in terms of your pocketbook and your everyday shopping. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. Point- if you could, wait, wait, wait. If you can substitute a good, so in other words, you can get spam instead of ham? <laughs> 
then then we're not going to count that. We're going to we're going to we're going to count the increase in spam instead of the increase in ham. I mean, that, that's not wow. the actual thing, but it, that's the right, right, right. The analogy to what happened. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. how they that's how they manipulate these inflation numbers that have been doing that for many decades now. So whatever they're reporting to you, and again, we we don't need to tell you this. You're going to the grocery store. You're go, outliving your life, and you're feeling this. So you know the things that you're paying for are, have increased more than 7%, but that's what they're admitting to. So that, that's a pretty big, um, big ad- admission when their target rate of inflation was 2%. So, so can ter- you... Go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. No, no I was gonna please. Say, <laughs> say in terms of where this is going, um, there are parts of this where I don't see how even if you can get some of the supply chain back on track and even if the Fed scales back its monetary policy, which it has said it plans to do, but I don't personally don't believe it's going to be at the scale that they're saying, um, the piece of labor piece of this, you know, we've had, you know, something like three million boomers who have retired early. We have some structural issues in the labor force. So what may end up happening is the rate of increase in inflation may come down. Instead of a 7% increase, it's only a 5% increase. And what they will do is they will sell that as when, oh, look, the inflation rate is going down. But what that really is is cumulative. You're never getting back that initial 7% increase, which we know is mm-hmm. higher. You're adding on top of that another five. So yes, maybe, you know, you didn't get another seven, but that's money you are never getting back. That is a permanent tax on so the average American. You talk in your book and, and, and really lay it out really well. Um, this is all due to the biggest uh, wealth transfer of all time. It started in 2008. They did it again um, here recently. And it, it, it is completely bypassed Main Street uh, and the middle class. And it's gone to the well-connected and the uh, the wealthy already. They're getting richer and richer. I've never been uh, somebody who has a problem with rich people or, you know, you make your money, you earn it honestly. Um, however, they're getting bails. Uh, they're getting bailed out by people like me paying my taxes and others who are working hard every day. And we are losing in this deal. And the end game is you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Exactly. So this is the great reset playbook that you have written about, and I cannot wait to get into the details on that. Uh, But that is one of the tenets. And I have to say, you know, I am not uh, the most conspiratorial person. And when I first said, oh, there's no way they they said something like you will own nothing and you will be happy. And then sure enough, I went and I looked it up myself and I did the due diligence and went, Oh boy, that's right there in, in plain English. Um, yeah, it's there. In, it's actually in their advertising it campaign. Is. It's <laughs> yeah, crazy. With, with, a video, it's with a video with a with a woman like you know dumbly smiling, going, "Oh look, I I own nothing, and I'm thrilled." Um, and and that is the issue here is that they're creating these barriers to wealth creation and to ownership, and they've done it through monetary policy, they've done it through government rule, and it is the most historic trend. Transfer of wealth 
from Main Street to Wall Street. Because if you are a saver or if you are a retiree or you're an average American who's just trying to go and buy groceries, it's getting more expensive. You're not able to earn any sort of um, appropriate interest level on your savings to keep up with that pace of inflation. But the asset values have been increasing. And so we're seeing those people who are already wealthy and well well connected seeing their wealth increase. And so basically what you need to do is you need to take that playbook and flip it on its head. Whatever they don't want you to do, you need to do. You need to have ownership. You need to be focused on those assets and and practice some delayed gratification right now because that is the pushback against the Great Reset. So I was saying earlier today, um, because this whole thing is to try to get you to not own anything and they're going to bankrupt us. So you have to be very careful and and, you know, and and really strategize because you don't want to get into over your head debt. But owning property, owning your own house is so critical right now uh and if it means you have to move away from where you really want to live but you can find another place in a cheaper part of the country you know that is a a red state mentality you should do it um somebody called me today and said would you consider uh uh condominiums real property (laughs) That's a tough one. (laughs) That's a tough one. I say this as a a condo owner um, because it is, you know, somewhat cooperative. And obviously we saw, you know, as recently as, you know, within the last year, that if that cooperative doesn't make the necessary investments in the property, um, tragedy can strike. We saw that in in Florida. So, um, you know, I, I like something where you have that direct ownership and the more direct you can you can own the better as you said home ownership um other things to do like if you are a worker right now you are in demand and if you do not have an ownership stake in the company that you're working with through via options or equity it's a really good time to look for an opportunity where you can share in that upside whether the company is public or private a lot of different businesses will offer you the opportunity to own a piece of the business over time. And hmm. that, you know, if you're going to work and you're going to put your, your, your time and your effort towards helping somebody else build value, participate in that value if you can. Okay, so uh, we're going to pick it up uh, on Bitcoin and other investments, uh, gold, silver, and um uh, and the things that you need to be aware of and the people that are enriching themselves in Washington on all of this like pigs. We're going to talk about that with Carol Roth here. Give me one minute. And we're going to come right back to the right back to the program. First, let me do tell you about Goldline. Uh, look, I, I don't take an investment advice for me. That is not what I do. Uh, my job is to warn you of the things that are coming over the horizon and to try to give you an outline of how to understand things. Your job is to do the homework and talk to people who that is their specialty. I know that I have done my homework on gold and silver, and I just believe it is a hedge against insanity. They say it's a hedge against inflation, but they have so trapped gold uh, with all kinds of uh, tricks that the they're suppressing the price of gold right now. But 
when the world becomes so insane, it always returns to a reset. It always returns to the things that are known. Um, it's the gods of the copybook headings uh, returning, as Rudyard Kipling said. This is a hedge against insanity because we need to have something of value. One of the things I have about maybe 10% of, I don't recommend you to do any more than that, but you put some of your investments into physical gold or silver. Right now, I want you to call Goldline. They're having a special this week, giving away free and no charge silver with every purchase of their historic $5 gold Indian coins. These are the ones I buy. Ask them for the reason. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. But please do your own homework and do it now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. We're talking to Carol Roth. Carol, the um, there was a story that came out of the World Economic Forum in early December. Uh, they did a another uh, drill um, and brought everybody together from all of the uh, the treasuries and the central banks and the central planners and all of the government officials and everybody was involved in this. It was supposed to happen in the UAE, but uh, I think because of COVID, it, it moved uh, to uh, Israel. But what they were wargaming was the end of the financial system, and they uh, they premise that uh, there are going to be people that are going to, through fake news and through uh, hostage taking, like the oil company hostage, um, that they are going to collapse the system and it will require a complete shutdown and restructuring, including of currency, uh, in almost an immediate uh, time period. That, that news should be everywhere everywhere because that totally takes the united states out of the position of being the world economic leader doesn't it yeah absolutely and i think the the one good thing that we have you know whether or not the world economic forum and all of these leaders you know want to try and sort of topple what the u.s is doing the biggest strength that anybody has is it's from a financial system. And obviously, the U.S. is the world's reserve currency. Um, you know, the amount of power and money that is wrapped up in our financial system, you know, it's got to be amongst the, the biggest on the planet. Um, so, you know, while there are proposals that are sort of wafting out there um, to do different things that would be um, you know, really, really treacherous. There are two different ways to look at it. Somebody calls it um, Tina. There is no alternative. I like to call it being the skinniest kid at fat camp. Um, but we are that leader, and I think that even if there are calls to push against um, that leadership, I think we have a it's it's almost like having a, a financial army. Uh, we're right. going to have the push back to do everything we can to stop that because when you're on top, you know, what would be the benefit 
to collapsing that for all the people who are in those those power positions related so, to the U.S. financial system. So let me ask you this. Um, Congressman Tom Emmer, he's from Minnesota. Yesterday, he introduced a bill prohibiting the Federal Reserve from issuing a central bank digital currency directly to individuals and making them, you know, the one stop bank. This is something that is being talked about in the Treasury in their own white papers. They're talking about this and at the Federal Reserve. Uh, It looks like something like that might be in the offing in the in the coming couple of years. Um, Is that something that should be stopped? Yes. So, so this is the area where you know the central planners sometimes get uh, too clever for their own good, and having a central digital currency uh, that is maintained by the Federal Reserve would be horrible, uh, both for our, our status as as a reserve currency, but for the average American. I think the good okay, news so, right. Oh, so, hang ahead. on, hang on, hang on. I want you to explain that. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and I want you to explain why, what the ramifications is of a digital currency that's coming from the the fed bank and then share the good news uh as well back in just a second if you have not got the great reset yet please order it you can order it now at glensnewbook.com glensnewbook.com order it get your copy it is the rosetta stone to the news the glenn back program All right, let me tell you about um, my pillow. The best sheets I've ever slept on are, uh, come from Mike Lindell and my pillow. And I would have, I would have bet a million dollars that I would never say anything like that. That that wouldn't be true. How is the guy on TV? It's like ah, Mike Lindell for my pillow. How is he making the most comfortable sheets? I don't know, but he made a deal with um, the people that make Giza cotton, and that is the softest cotton in the world. It's really durable. It uh, is fresh. It softens every time you sleep on it. It softens even more every time you uh, wash it. It is the best sheet, and really good sheets are expensive. These aren't. These are really reasonable, and right now, MyPillow is having a two-for-one sale on their Giza Dream Sheets. So get their Giza Dream Sheets and check out all their other specials. Just go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK in the uh, Great Radio Listener Bar, and you'll find the specials not only on the sheets, but on a lot of other products as well. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. It's the number one book on all of Amazon and number one book on all of Kindle right now. Great reset. Go to glensnewbook.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're talking to Carol Ross. She's the author of the book, The War on Small Business. She's a former investment banker. Uh, She's recovering, uh, and she really understands the center of the country and what is going on in Wall Street and in giant corporations and how the average person is really getting screwed right now. Um, We were just talking about uh, a uh, congressman from Minnesota last night introduced a bill that is trying to to prohibit the uh, Federal Reserve from issuing their own digital currency uh, and giving it to uh, the average American citizens, basically becoming the Bank of America, which the Fed really kind of already is, but having complete control of everyone's financing. Do I have that right, Carol? 
You did a fantastic job with that, and I just want to kind of contextualize everything um, kind of vis-a-vis the Great Reset theme that you've been talking about, is that the thing you always have to remember is that centralization, especially over-centralization is bad, and decentralization is good in terms of choice, in terms of competition, in terms of innovation, and so on. Stability, just stability. If you have all your eggs in one basket, a disaster happens, and you're done. It could not have said it better myself. Um, So if you think about, and and this is really complicated stuff, so trying to break it down, if you think about what the Federal Reserve is for people who don't really understand it, is that they are sort of the bank for the banks. If you go to your, you know, whatever institution you bank with, um, you know, that is where your money resides, but all of those individual banks sort of need their own bank to oversee them and and to deal with uh, all kinds of issues. And so that is the Federal Reserve. What is sort of being bantered about here, the central bank digital currency, is having the Federal Reserve be your bank. So they would actually hold your individual deposits. And right now, constitutionally, they they don't have the authority for that. So they they don't have... Carol, they kind of do in a way. Banks don't have in the vaults, you know, more than $5,000 anymore. They they ship that, generally speaking now, to the Federal Reserve. Correct. At least that's what the banks that Correct. I know tell right. me. So, that, so they hold their reserve. So that's this. The Federal Reserve is authorized to maintain accounts for those U.S. depository institutions, including banks, but they're not authorized to hold an individual account. So Glenn Beck can go to the Fed and have a specific account. Got it. Um, Okay. That being said, as we know, just because it's not authorized doesn't mean that they're not going to try and do it, because there are plenty of things that are not constitutional that have kind of um, gotten an end around here. And this is what Congressman uh, Tom Emmer is trying to prevent, because if you think about it. That is nationalizing our banking system. It means that if you thought having a handful of big banks were too big to fail, now there is that, he, as he calls it, single point of failure uh, in terms of the bank. It, it leaves us vulnerable to attack. It leaves you as an individual vulnerable to all sort of privacy violations. And not only that, government control and being able to dictate via mandate, as we've seen over the last you know year and a half, oh, you haven't complied with this thing that's important to us. Well, we're going to limit or shut off your banking access. And that's why it's, it's really, really scary um, to think about. And I'm thrilled to see that we have people in Congress who are understanding the potential issues, and even though the authorization isn't there, they're trying to double down on that and preserve that so we don't have the nationalization of our banking and we don't have that, you know, sort of uber too big (sighs) fail and surveillance state. Okay, so let's talk quickly. We've talked about it before, and then I want to get to the corruption in Washington. Uh, So give me two minutes just on why you should not have your money in one of these big banks, why you should be, you know, at a locally owned bank. And I don't mean a regional bank. I mean a locally owned bank. 
I mean, obviously, you have to do what's right for you. But decentralization, the more money, whether it's a bank or elsewhere, um, the majority of dollars that you put into your local community go back into the local community. And if you want to create a balance in terms of power, you want to make sure that the local businesses, the small businesses, the currently half of the economy uh, that is decentralized, stays that way because otherwise you end up if you don't support those local banks and other local small businesses we end up with just a handful of institutions that that have outsized power and control and you know they also have the money to make the campaign contributions and you end up with a tilted playing field where small businesses aren't getting financing where the smaller consumer isn't cared for at the same level that they would be with the smaller institution and again you don't have that innovation and that choice and that competition so that's the piece that you really have a lot of control over is where you choose to engage, where you choose to spend your dollars, uh, because you know we do have a consolidation. We have a, not just the Great Reset, the Great Consolidation um, outside of the banking system right now. As of last July, one in every 153 American workers worked for Amazon. If we keep in trending in that direction where we let these mega corporations get bigger and bigger, that's all we're going to be left with. And that doesn't look like capitalism or free enterprise, and it's certainly not going to benefit the average American. Um, Carol, let's switch topics. Um, it has always driven me mad that people can go and serve like Joe Biden, have nothing in the bank when he goes in 1972, and leaves public service a billionaire um and it is happening everywhere and it is not just nancy pelosi it is also republicans can you can you explain this story and uh and how corrupt and how what we can do to stop this yeah it's funny so we're talking about the federal reserve and what they do and and i always joke that you know if you were to go into your account uh, and change your balance and, and put in more money and use it to buy things that would be called fraud. And when the Federal Reserve does it, it's called monetary policy. Well, if mm. you were able to go and use non-public information to buy stocks, it would be called insider trading and you'd be put in jail. When Congress does it, the Speaker of the House called it participating in a free market economy. And right. <laughs> unfortunately, we have far too many members of Congress in both parties who are actively engaging in trading. They are doing it based on information that they're getting in closed-door sessions. They are making rules and regulations that impact individual companies, and then they're going out and trading. We're not talking about just investing in mutual funds or the market. They're actually trading in specific stocks. They're trading or their spouses. In the case of Nancy Pelosi, it's always her spouse. It's never her. Uh, but their spouses are trading. There's a, a huge, veil, huge veil there. Um, they're, they're trading in things like uh, options and derivatives on securities. And wow. there's a group called UnusualWhales.com that did a report. And there are, like, it looks like two dozen members of Congress that have beat the S&P 500 hundred in 2021 so not only are they you know making laws but they're fantastic individual stock pickers as well yeah uh, you know i saw that list and what is disturbing and i haven't looked into the list i don't know that organization you just quoted 
But there is a lot of Republicans that are bigger whales than uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, for 2021, yes, I think there are about five names that beats uh, the Pelosi's return against the S&P 500. And this is a bipartisan issue and a bipartisan problem. Uh, one that you know, during the Obama administration, there was an act called the Stock Act that came out that was meant to curb this and require reporting requirements. Insider um, looked back and saw, I think it was over the last year or two, there were 52 members of Congress that didn't report accurately or on time. And so now we're starting to see, um, again, on both sides, in both the House and the Senate and in both sides of the aisle, bipartisan legislation being introduced to say you shouldn't be doing this. You know, you shouldn't be, it's a moral hazard. You shouldn't be enriching yourself. That's, you know, that's not what a, a member uh, of Congress is supposed to be doing, is enriching yourself at the expense of the public. It will be very interesting to see if some of these big wigs are willing to get behind it, because based on Pelosi's comments um, and her, her husband, her quote-unquote husband's return on investments, my guess is that's going to be a big no. Carol Roth, thank you so much. She is the author of The War on Small Business. I'd love to have you back next week, and, and we can talk about this off the air because you, uh, you may not want to do it. But I would, I would really like you to try to explain in a different way than I've been doing. People ask me, why would these giant corporations, why would BlackRock, why would all of these people who have benefited from the capitalist system be willing to do something like the Great Reset. It doesn't yeah. make sense to people. Um, it does when you understand it, but I would love for you to try to put that in your own words and explain that so maybe others can understand it because I, I might be missing it for some people. Would you be willing to do that? Uh, homework assignment accepted. And again, uh, I, I'm so excited about your book, The Great Reset, and just wanted to add my um, word in to go for everyone to go and buy it. Thank you so much, Carol. I appreciate it. God bless. Carol Roth. <clears throat> All right. So one of the things that you can do to uh, prepare is you really have to you don't want any surprises. You know, there are enough surprises in life. Then let's just talk about your car, your car going down right now. If you have an older car, it's out of warranty. You might have in the past said, well, it's just time to get a new car. Well, that's really not an option for a lot of people because cars are A, not available, or B, marked way up. Getting a used car is also costing an arm and a leg for the first time. So what do you do? If your car goes into the shop, you need it repaired, you're going to pay a buttload because of a chip or whatever. You don't have the money and you don't have the wherewithal to be able to put up with this for very long. That's why I would really like you to get Car Shield. It's kind of an insurance thing. It's uh, payments are about, you know, they can be less than 100 bucks a month and they will cover all of the really expensive things including just I want you just to think of this. If your car goes down, how much is the rental car going to cost you while your car is waiting for a part? It could be weeks. D do you know what that's going to cost you? 
CarShield will take care of all of that. I want you to look at all of the different plans. You can get one to fit your own budget. But please take the surprise out of life, especially with cars without a warranty. It is CarShield. I want you to call CarShield.com. Right now you can go to CarShield.com slash Beck. Make sure you go there. Check them out. CarShield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, Stu, I haven't been keeping up with social media, I guess. Am I trending for my death? Is, is that what's... Well, I wouldn't say you're trending for your death. You're still alive. They're, you're just trending for people wishing you to be dead. Um, oh. You know, they heard you had COVID, and I guess you did, yeah. you were on with Mark Levin. And, yeah. um, and he asked me, how are you doing? And I was coughing, and I said, that's going into my lungs, but I'm not real concerned about it. But it is kind of deep in my lungs right now, but I'm doing everything the doctors tell me to do, and... It's going to be fine. Well, people they, are rooting for me. Yeah, they were hoping that maybe it wasn't going to be fine. Uh, mm. <laughs> that was their big wish. So tons and tons of people uh, on the left, you know, the the, the uh, tolerant, the compassionate, uh, ones. compassionate yeah. ones who want just health care for all. That's what they want. Yeah. Unless, of course, yeah. you make any different decisions than they want. Then they want you to die in the side of the road. Uh, so that's yeah. what they're wishing for on you. And, you know, it was nice to... Uh, you know, to find some people that I agreed with on something, you know, it's, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but they're, uh, they are not happy with you. Uh, Glenn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I think too bad. there is a, uh, there is someone who I think might be able to convince you to make better choices in the future. You yeah. Who's that? Well, there's a, there's a musical number that was, uh, that happened oh, here in gosh. Dallas. And this is a song I want oh. you to listen to. And I want you to think about maybe if you make different choices that you wouldn't be. Is this from an artist or is this somebody? Uh, no. Well, maybe I think, yes, uh, he's certainly an artist, right. uh, but he is at a uh, public meeting. He's at a public meeting at like open mic uh, time and he's wearing oh, scrubs. Boy. Here's a song. Vaccinate. You're going to get Corona from Mona. Don't vaccinate. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. You got to vaccinate in a lone shot state. Vaccination is so great. Vaccinate me all day long. Vaccinate your dad and mom. Vaccinate my body. Vaccinate me at the party. I vaccine dream. I love the vaccine all day long. I want to vaccinate your mom. I want to stick it deep in your arm. Oh, my. Where are you? I want to okay. vaccinate you. Okay. Okay. I can't you, take it anymore (laughs) so this guy might be on our side mocking it does seem that again yeah this is the kind of stuff that they are now hiring for the stephen colbert show so yes i will say this is not that different than the terrible stephen colbert song that he threw on the air and everyone mocked him for this Mm -hmm. one though to me the way he performs it does strike me as he's intentionally mocking the ridiculousness of the situation. Yeah, but it is local theater. I mean, sometimes these local <laughs> artists, you know, they they take more risks. You know, they haven't been honed for the big stage yet. So right. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just a big artist risk taker. There, uh, that's a real possibility. See, I wish they, uh, they should have just put this at the beginning instead of trying to do all these mandates. If people would have just heard that song, I think they just all would have gone the next day to the nearest clinic. 
and and got mm-hmm. Pfizer or Moderna. I just think that would have worked at the beginning. They should have could tried have it then. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been fantastic. Hey, here's some good news. We are well, this is this part's bad. We're going to go through a couple of more weeks of real hell. Um this thing is spreading so fast now. It's becoming an endemic, which means the pandemic is over. That's Fa- Fauci is even saying that it's uh, looks like it's headed towards an endemic. Um the European uh, health minister said yesterday it's endemic, which means there's no way to stop it now. Everybody's going to get this thing. Its death rate is 91% reduced. Um, This looks like the pattern of the 1918 Spanish flu, year three. It just became a bad flu and uh, and wasn't so scary anymore. But we're still in a really dicey place. Take care of yourself uh, and uh, and look for treatments. Look for treatments if you get it. Don't just go home and take an aspirin and wait for them to take you to the hospital if it gets worse. Look for treatments. They're there. This is the Glenn Beck Program.